it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Jack Dorsey and his engineers have not sanctioned or warned or suspended or banned anyone for all of the fake news and disinformation that was put out by the media and left-wing blue checks. They absolutely, positively did not sanction anyone, not even a slap on the wrist. So if you were out there saying this is about white supremacy and white nationalism and white terrorism, if you were identifying the shooter as a, as a Caucasian male, nothing happened to you. Not a bit, nothing. But I want to start with something. I've been saying, you know, it's an old saying, but I've been using it lately. That if you're one step ahead of the crowd, you're a leader. Two steps, you're a crackpot. And I'm willing to be the crackpot. This Friday night's episode of, of Will Cow on Blaze TV is going to do something I, I, I can't do on radio. Or as much I can't do, do as much as I do on radio because there's a lot of visuals. I've been saying for a long time, and you have to follow this. It's not conspiracy theory. It's in word. It's in deed. It's an outcome. The Democrats now see a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to put the final pieces together. Whether they are well-read on Marx, whether it's not just conservatives calling these people commie pinkos. They are commie pinkos. Look at what they're trying to attempt here with an open border, affirmatively furthering fair housing, and the Green New Deal. This is about limiting movement. This is about preventing people from moving away from Democrat and progressive-run cities into having this system of spoke hubs and spokes and turning each state into a reflection of a national plan. And it's right there in the Communist Manifesto. The abolition of the distinction between town and country with a more equitable distribution of the population over the territory. I don't have to make this stuff up. But I want to read something to you so you can understand how this plan is going to work. Paul Bedard, great column at the Washington Examiner. Titanic surge, 42 million more Latin Americans want into the U.S., The current immigration surge along the U.S.-Mexico border could be a whole lot worse, 42 times worse. That's because a new survey of Latin American nations found that 42 million living in the 33 countries want in. Gallup said that 27% of all those living in Latin America and the Caribbean, 120 million people want to leave, and said the polling company, quote, of those who want to leave their country permanently, 35% or 42 million said they want to go to the United States. That would more than double the 40 million foreign-born immigrants in the United States. That's not a far-off number. Not the way the Democrats are running things. Again, we can't deport people who've been here for decades. They tell us they've put roots down, they've started families, they're members of our community, they're Americans in every sense but for legal documentation. We can't deport the people that came here and had children because their children are airfingers, quote, American citizens, and thus the entire family is entitled to stay in the United States. 
we can't bring the people, deport the people that brought their small children because it's no fault of their own, so the whole family gets to stay. We can't deport the people that just got here. They're fleeing poverty and violence. We can't deport the people that sent their children first and want to follow second because everybody has to be reunited on this side of the border. So now that the word is out that nobody's getting deported, that if your kids get in, it's just a matter of time before the whole family gets in. Well, you know, then we're going to need the grandparents to help watching the kids while the parents try to find a job. And, you know, we're going to need the aunts and uncles. And it's going to be 42 million before you notice it. And each of that 42 million is going to be able to sponsor another family member. That'll be 126 million people in a very short period of time. Where are they all going to go? Where are they all going to work? Well, if you watch the plans of the Democrats, it doesn't really matter if they work. That's how economic diversity works. In left-wing academia, economic diversity is defined by the government ordering one group of people to shoulder the burden for the benefit of another group of people. Providers and recipients, makers and takers. I know they don't like these words. They get very upset when people like me use them. But if you look at the plans for affirmatively furthering fair housing, The plan is to regulate people away from standalone single-family homes on subdivision plots to what they consider a more equitable distribution, which is what they define as multifamily, economically diverse housing. So family A will pay an enormous amount of taxes to the federal government and be left with fewer choices in housing. But don't worry, the federal government will have housing for that family. Their tax dollars will be redistributed to a migrant family, family B. Family A will have a unit in the multifamily, economically diverse housing, so will family B. Because family A and family B, family C, family D are all now living on top of one another. There certainly won't be enough room in the streets to park all the cars. And we don't want people driving cars anyway. Because of this new demand, there'll have to be more infrastructure spending and thus high-speed rail. Now, you say, but there's parts of the country where this doesn't make sense. That's where the Marxist plan comes in. They're not going to move all of these people to New York City or all of these people to Miami or to Dallas or to, to, to San Francisco. There's plenty of room in South Dakota. There's plenty of room in Wyoming. There's plenty of room in Idaho. And you know what? There'll be very happy politicians that will love to take all of this federal money. Now, we're about to approach $30 trillion in debt. But what the Democrats and the media will tell you is this will, these gifts will all pay for themselves. This is a gift to us from us, signed by us for our own benefit. And, and migration is always a net gain. Now, this is something that nobody has the guts to say. If a nation full of let's, if we move all of Honduras here, if a nation full of Hondurans is going to benefit the United States, why doesn't it benefit Honduras? If bringing 42 million people potentially from Central and South America is an absolute benefit to the United States, why isn't that 42 million a benefit to Central and South America? 
If we are a cauldron of racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, income inequality, poor education, and poor health, how on earth could adding 42 million from Central America and South America benefit the citizenry as we have it, as it is now? Think about all this racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia. Where's the money going to come to settle this 42 million? Again, it doesn't really matter. Anyone who's against the plan is a racist or a bigot. But that is the plan. Make no mistake, this is the plan. And we will have lots of friends and allies in the governments of these foreign nations because this means they no longer have to take care of this portion of the population. They don't have to deal with them. They aren't going to be burdened by them anymore. As a matter of fact, it's fantastic. We keep sending the foreign aid. They're going to send us the people. Some of those people will get jobs, yes. And then they'll mail the money back to those home countries to benefit their economy. For, for the Central and South American nations, this is a win, 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 win. And what the Democrats will do is, you want to talk about gerrymandering, they will strategically place government-funded housing in the congressional districts and in the states the Democrats must win. And once the federal money starts flowing, it will never stop. Understand this. The local economy will begin to be supported by this. So if you were to open, let's say, in a rural part of South Dakota, if the announcement was made that there's going to be a migrant assimilation center, that there's going to be housing, we're going to need schools, we're going to need infrastructure upgrades, as this begin to take on, take on a more permanent, uh, a permanent life, well, the grocery stores are going to be selling more groceries, they're going to be hiring more people, yet yeah, it all sounds good. Right? It'll be a benefit to a rural area. Sure, there'll be some evil, awful people who aren't you know, happy that the federal government is remaking their, 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 their uh, rural landscape over into something that resembles more of a city. But, you know, we'll deal with those bigots in the end. There'll be construction. There'll be infrastructure. There'll be jobs. All of a sudden, it'll feel like, wow, this was great. Now, how it's going to sustain itself, we have no idea. What it's going to cost, we have no idea, but make no mistake. Once the federal government puts foundations of concrete into the ground in these areas to benefit the migrants, it's never going to be dug up. It's never going to be undone. It's never going to be demolished. It will be permanent. The only time the government knocks something down is when it builds something new. Wines 695 Patriot 9572874. The Democrats have sent the message. Nobody's getting deported. Don't come now. Don't call us. We'll call you, but no one's getting deported. They are right now assembling teams that are going into these Central American countries to recruit victims. Everybody's a victim. If everybody's a victim of these Central American governments, why is the United States not holding these Central American governments accountable through the foreign aid that we send them? If it's terrible, awful, no good, if there is religious persecution, sexual orientation persecution, ethnic persecution, political persecution. These people have no choice but to run for their lives. They have no choice but to run from their lives in El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, down to Venezuela. Perhaps, I, I, I don't know if this extends to all of South America, maybe, maybe Brazil, they're having a bad time with COVID. If these people have no choice but to run for their lives, 
then when are we going to hold these governments accountable through our foreign aid? Now, this is why I say on this program all the time, foreign aid should be a standalone treaty. There should be no such thing as simply putting money in the hands of USAID and distributing it without actual agreements, enforceable agreements made by the Senate in the form of a treaty. Look at what else is happening now. The federal government under Biden is about to attempt new gun control regulations. The Second Amendment is the second thing literally mentioned in the Bill of Rights, even though technically the First Amendment could be four amendments unto itself. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, not freedom from religion, freedom of the press, and the right of the people to assemble peaceably to petition their government for dress of grievances. Those four things are in the First Amendment. They could easily be four amendments unto themselves. But the second, the, the second thing they put into the Bill of Rights, after ensuring that people could speak their minds, they could publish their thoughts, they could worship as they please, they granted the citizen the right to keep and bear arms. They granted the American citizen the right to keep and bear arms. And now the Democrats want to encroach on that. Now we're being told also that if and when we get vaccinated, we may need to carry a vaccination card. So the government is saying to the citizens, show us your papers. But to the illegal immigrant, here's your room key. Breakfast in the lobby starts at 6.30 a.m. Excuse me, free breakfast. Now I do have a question about that. As we're spending $86 million on hotel rooms for illegal immigrants, who gets the rewards points? And I'm being deadly serious about that. Not the taxpayer. I mean, are the people crossing the border not only getting a free continental breakfast, are they getting are they getting bonus points for their next stay? Wine six six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. These things are all happening, and I will go through them line by line, bit by bit, this Friday night on Blaze TV, seven p.m. You will be shocked. Again, I'm willing to be the crackpot here, but I'm 100% right. The tumblers are turning. The door lock is about to be open. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.